0: Hello, everybody! It's time for the weekly Sam and the Big Man podcast. With me, David Redden, is our our great friend Sam Zickman. G'day, Sam! How are you? Merry Christmas and happy new year to you and the family. Thank you, David.
1: Merry Christmas and happy new year as well to you and the family. It's great to be joining you. I know we're, uh, we've got a lot to discuss this week. It's been a massive week of NFL football, but yes, we must uh, we must also recognise it's a special time for everyone to be catching up with their their families. At the moment, we know it's a tough time for. Everyone across, uh, look, to be honest, New South Wales and Sydney at the moment, but we are, uh, as we did last week, and it's an evolving situation. We, uh, we wish everyone the best and we hope that, uh,
0: that they do have a happy new year. Uh, absolutely. You know, let's just hope everybody's okay. That's the most important thing. First of all, the scores. Um, we won't go through every game because we do have a lot to talk about, particularly the playoff picture and what's happened at Landover and Maryland the last 24 hours as well. Quite extraordinary times at the Washington football team. We'll go to that later. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings put on a very good offensive performance, scoring 33 against New Orleans, but defended like they were paper bags. 52-33, the Saints over the Vikings in New Orleans. The Buccaneers doing as they do, disposing of poor sides, 47-7 over the Lions. San Francisco doing some real damage to Arizona's playoffs, hopes 20-12 in Zona. In an amazing game in which you wonder whether the Raiders would have the last two minutes again. Watch quite a bit of this. The Dolphins 26, Las Vegas 25 in Vegas. The Chiefs just hung on 17-14 over the Falcons. Falcons playing some reasonable football at the death. The New York Jets unbelievably doing themselves out of a number one draft pick. 23-16 over Cleveland and doing some serious damage to Cleveland. The Steelers who were down... Uh, and down and out against the Colts, absolutely down and out. They were down 24-14 and got home to win 28-24 and get themselves the... Uh, lo- they actually lock up the AFC North. The Bears, 41, playing very convincing football. They've got a big test this week over the Jaguars, 17. The Jaguars are hopeless and will get the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. The Ravens, 27, over the Giants, 13. The Giants actually stuck with them in the second half and were okay. First half, they were poor. Cincinnati, 37 over Houston, 31. San Diego, it's correction, Los, Los Angeles charges 19 over Denver, 16. The Panthers doing some serious damage to Washington, 2013. And we will all speak about this game because the guy who was the quarterback for Washington on Sunday ain't the quarterback no more. No more. Gone. Gone. Sam Zickman would have watched this because I watched a lot of it. The Cowboys, 37 after being down, I think, 14-0 against the God. Eagles. Over Philly seventeen, and they've knocked Philly out of the finals. The Seahawks twenty over the Rams nine, and the Seahawks wrap up the NFC West. Green Bay keep on going in the snow at Lambeau forty to fourteen over the Titans, and the Titans again being harmed, but they're not out the finals. And Buffalo look to me to be one of the most complete sides in all of America thirty eight to nine over the Patriots. Sam, going back to where the games that were really important, first of all, the 49ers fixing up the Cardinals and doing some damage to Arizona.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The, the Cardinals, have they're, running, they're runners. They're, maybe they've peaked on their run now. The, the 49ers have battled through all year and they were just a little bit too good. I thought Kyler Murray was serviceable without, without being a game-breaker, which is... Which is what the Cardinals need. They're not quite there in terms of their talent. To you know, they, they need Kyler to be rushing for a hundred yards and throwing for a couple of touchdowns each game. And he wasn't able to do it. I, I didn't. I didn't like the fact that the Cardinals made him throw fifty times. I don't. I don't think that's his game. I think he needs to be rushing. Yep. Um, a lot more than he was. And, and you know, fifty passes for any quarterback is not a great balance. And I think that's what did them in in the end. I think they're. Yeah, David, we've we've been right on the Cardinals' bandwagon numerous times this season, but they seem to be just a young team that's a couple of players short on defense and a couple of players short on offense, and you know a, another draft year and you know uh, potentially a couple of handy pickups in free agency, and, and they might be heading in the right direction. But but I don't think this is going to be their year now. They've they've certainly come off in the last four to six weeks.
0: Indeed, the Dolphins Raiders game was an amazing finish. The Raiders trying to. Uh, finish it off in the last two minutes knocking back the opportunity for a touchdown and the Dolphins winning with an amazing finish with Ryan Fitzpatrick coming at the death and getting them home
1: (laughs) another crazy game wasn't it another crazy game with the Raiders they just they don't know how to finish um really strange that you know that they didn't go to a cover zero David which we don't like uh those moments but they've they've done exactly the same thing they just I just don't know how they did it. The, the celebration on the sideline, that you know, that the, they got the score to get in front. And then, you know, within 12 seconds, the Dolphins were, you know, um, you know, back in field goal range. I must say that the pass from Fitzpatrick was probably one of the most amazing passes I've seen from a quarterback. His The, the face mask penalty, obviously, on the end of it, but his head was turned around. About as far as it could go, he couldn't. See, he, all he could see was the inside of his the side of his helmet. Yet he's still been able to fling the ball 41 yards to Matt Collins. Um, you know, within field goal range, it was unbelievable, David. I've seen a lot of replays of that, and, and although Ryan Fitzpatrick is, you know, he's a good talent, a really good backup quarterback, but that's going to go down as one of the, the throws of the decade. It was
0: unbelievable. And plus the 15 yard penalty for the face mask. But yes, how to win a game from the jaws of the defeat. Miami and Miami looking like they're going to make the finals, which would be a just reward for the work the Forez Flores put is put in down in South Beach for a couple of years. And David, the, our Ra- the Raiders,
1: who we've talked about
0: numerous the yes. times, they could they could easily
1: be nine and six right
0: now. Easily, oh, oh ten and five. Don't yeah, worry about that. Even, like, yeah, just, absolutely. Yeah, like it's just,
1: oh, they've just Gruden must be pulling out his hair with his team because they just do stupid things. Like how they let how you gave up the sideline in that last play is just you know, mind-boggling again. But credit to the Dolphins, that's how you win a game of football. You've got to play the, the full the full sixty minutes, and they absolutely did
0: it. Yeah, and also um, the, the the Raiders' defense is poor, and that'll be addressed in the draft, I'm sure. Um, Cleveland let a massive chance go. Now we have to clarify this: all of Cleveland's wide receiving core were out with COVID. Meaning making it very difficult for Baker Mayfield and his team to get home. Well done, the Jets. The Jets have been playing cert that the Jets have been an average football side in the last couple of weeks, and for them, that's a massive step up. They have cost themselves number one draft pick. However, their fans are at least seeing guys having a crack, and that's what you need to see. Absolutely. So Jarvis Landry, uh, Rashad Higgins, the, the best name in football,
1: Donovan Peoples Jones, and. <laughs> Kadarius Hodge, all placed on the COVID list. You know, within what twenty four hours of the game, um, they, had, they had Marvin Hall, um, who's, a, who's an active receiver. We'll call him that. He's you know, he was active on the list, but he's not a he's not a top three or four receiver yep. uh, on on the Browns. And then a couple of rookies. So to be honest, Cleveland, I think we need to give him a pass. I know Matthew oh, had a little. So. Bit we had some conversation about this game and I was a bit, I was a bit down on the Browns, but you, you just kind of said to me, look, he's up a little bit on the Browns. They had no receivers. And you're right, David, it's tough for Baker Mayfield to, to have got across the line in this game. Credit to the Jets. Um, probably the huge note that came out of this game for me, David, is Frank Gore won't suit up in week 17 for the Jets. And he's announced his retirement. He's been a, a phenomenal player. Yep. Um, in the NFL for a long period of time, a, a player that's you know going to end up with sixteen thousand rushing yards, played NFL for, for eighteen seasons or around about that mark. So just a massive shout out to Frank Gore for his career, and obviously wish him all the best in what's next because he spent the majority of his of his life playing uh, playing NFL football, which is a
0: great effort for a running back. Oh, absolutely, it is. Let's go down and talk about the the seventy two hours experienced by our friends in Landover, uh, Maryland. Carolina went to what to play away a to Washington at FedEx Field and beat them 20-13. Dwayne Haskins, for the second time in a week, plays up and gets photographed in positions that he shouldn't have been. And he's gone. He's been shown the door unceremoniously by Riverboat Ron. Washington still a, a real chance at winning the NFC uh, East. But what's going on in Landover? Sam Zickman, talk us through this one you just can't make that
1: many mistakes. Even if you're a top draft pick, Haskins has just done the wrong thing too many times. He's gonna to have to grow up and this is a potentially a wake up call for him. But yeah, you know, I don't mind Rubo Ron's call here. And look he hasn't really backed it up on the field, to be honest. Um uh, to, to you know, I think the the rope is longer, the better player you are and the better you play and Unfortunately for Haskins, that just hasn't been the case. And, and, and Heineke or Heineken or whatever we're going to call Taylor, uh, their backup quarterback is come into the starting position, um, I didn't see a massive difference between the two players. I just hope that you know, Haskins can sort himself out. I'm, no doubt he'll get another chance. But yeah, they just pulled the trigger. they're, they're I would say they're, they're more than likely to, to make playoffs. And although I'm, I'm certainly you know, feeling a little bit buoyed now as a Cowboys supporter, David, that we might be sneaking in. Um, it's a big call to get rid of him a week out from playoffs and and, and to send him packing. He's a you know, high draft pick, and quarterback high draft picks often survive these, but he's obviously just done too much to, to put off Riverboat, and, and he's gone.
0: Uh, unbelievable, really. It's an extraordinary... From a team that's still in the box seat to take out a division, for them to do that is just mind-blowing, and it shows the power that... Uh, Ron, Ron, Ron Rivera has. Um, let's talk briefly about your Cowboys. I thought they were in all sorts early on. Jalen Hurts had it on a string, uh, particularly with the massive touchdown throw. I think it was 81 yardage to Deshaun Jackson. And Deshaun Jackson hasn't lost a yard of speed. And then the Cowboys just turned it on. 17 and 10 and 7 in the last three quarters. An excellent performance from Andy Dalton. And all of a sudden, Dallas can win the division, and we'll, we'll talk about the NFC East at length shortly. Dallas 37, Philly yeah. 17. Wide open.
1: They, they really came alive after the first quarter, which was good to see. Really, for a Cowboys supporter and a massive Zeke Elliott fan, um, I was really glad to see him get over 100 yards for the second time this season. He got to 105 yards, took 19 carries, but that's okay. It's just good to see him him get some yards, I was really pleased with the way Gallup played, you know, he's turning into an exceptional exceptional wide receiver, and Andy yep. Dalton's serviceable, you know, best backup in the league, and, and the Cowboys have certainly needed him this year, and
0: really interesting, I know we'll talk about the NFC further, David, but, you know, Cowboys and Giants, whoever wins that game is in, uh, if Washington lose, so wide open and really interesting division. Shoot, fascinating. Just briefly, Jared Goff's not playing this week for the Rams. He's got a crook thumb. He's had work on it. Um, He's got a broken thumb, I believe. Seattle get home there. And Seattle can actually still become the top seed in the NFC. But a lot of things are going to go their way. The Packers are in prime posse. And Buffalo, for mine, Um, I don't think that Kansas City or Pittsburgh will want to play Buffalo at all in the playoffs. They are just complete and... Um, Talent on both sides of the ball. They're going to be a very dangerous football team. The best, and especially if they finish second seed, they'll get possibly two games in a row at home.
1: Buffalo's dangerous, David. They look great. Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen. Yeah, bring on the playoffs for the Bills. I can't wait to watch them play because they're. You're right. They are. They're complete. And Kansas City and a few others are not looking as complete. Uh, the Packers look pretty good, but yeah, the Bills. That they were very impressive yesterday.
0: Absolutely. Over to the playoff standing. So if the playoffs were held today, this is what would happen. Let's go to the NFC first this time. We usually speak AFC first, but let's go to the NFC. If the finals were played today, Green Bay would have the week off. New Orleans would play Chicago in New Orleans. Seattle would host the Rams in a massive divisional game. And you would fancy Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing Washington or Dallas or New York, whoever that is, because Tampa Bay are playing very good football at the moment. So it would be New Orleans hosting Chicago, Seattle hosting LA Rams, and Washington right now hosting Tampa Bay. Up to the AFC. Kansas City gets the week off and gets to put their feet back and have some lovely um, some ribs. Buffalo would host Cleveland in a cold-weather game in western New York. Pittsburgh would host Baltimore, ka-ching, what a game that would be. And Tennessee would host Miami and Nashville. Sam, where would you like us to start? Let's go to the NFC and talk particularly about the NFC East with that fourth position. Sam, talk everybody through the fact that Philly are gone and what's going to happen in the NFC East.
1: Look, as a Cowboys supporter, saying Philly's gone, I'm happy about that because I think they're a really dangerous team. I think the Cowboys, they did a great job to, to iron them out. On the weekend, so pretty, NFC has been an interesting division for the entire year, but it's all down to a really simple result on the weekend. If Washington win, the rest is irrelevant. They're in. If they lose, then interestingly enough, whoever wins the other game between the Cowboys and the Giants is in. So, And these games are going to be played simultaneously, so that's going to be an interesting um, element there. And they'll be, you know, for, for, for invested Cowboy supporters like myself, we're going to have the two screens going um, all day for that game. But that's that's how it pans out. Washington, they own their own destiny. The Cowboys and the Giants, they just have to win and then hope. Um, but any team
0: can make it, obviously, except for, except for the Eagles. Interesting finish for that division, for sure. Yeah, um, I've got the schedule up here. And the early game is Dallas at, at New York at East Rutherford. And the late, late game in America is the oh, Sunday night. So they've it's changed this. Yep, the changed schedule Washington or at Philly in the Sunday night uh, game at the league. they flexed the, it. I'm glad they've done that, David. Great
1: pick up. I didn't, I didn't pick... Obviously, they. the way it works is they flex games in and out. So I'm not sure. Obviously, some one game's obviously been moved out. I'm not sure what game that is, but that's... I'm glad to see that cause as a Cowboy supporter. We can just watch our game and win, hopefully, and then sit back and watch the other game. So, interesting wrinkle, that one, David, with the flexing of the game.
0: Oh, absolutely it is. So... Um, Yeah, look, we'll go to the AFC briefly. There's huge opportunities. There's only eight teams left in the AFC. Three of them are in. That's Kansas City, Buffalo, and Pittsburgh. The last five have got to go into four spots, and we'll go through the draw in a minute. But at the moment, they're all on 10 and 5, including the eighth-place team, Indianapolis. So we'll go through the, the schedule in a minute. But massive day out. In the, uh, in the AFC for five teams. Now, in the NFC, the Los Angeles haven't qualified. So there's four teams that have qualified, Green Bay, New Orleans, Seattle, and Tampa. Washington, Chicago, and Zona are sitting there waiting, with Dallas and New York also sitting there waiting. Everybody else is eliminated. Sam, let's go to the schedule, and here is the schedule in order. So the early games are these, and this is a big game to start. Miami's at Buffalo, um, and Miami have to win, or probably need to win. Baltimore at Cincinnati, Baltimore have to win. Pittsburgh at Cleveland, oh my goodness, what a game that is at five in Cleveland. Minnesota and Detroit, no, it doesn't matter. New York Jets at New England, doesn't matter. Here's the first of the two massive games in the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys head to East Rutherford to play the New York Football Giants at MetLife Stadium at East Rutherford. Then the last early games, Atlanta at Tampa. And, of course, Tampa really need to win. What Tampa want to do is finish fifth now, Sam. So they get to play whoever wins the NFC East. Um, And that's the early set there. Some interesting games there, my friend. Yeah, all the
1: scenarios are, are really interesting with these these playoff races because there's you know, there's not that many teams who can still make the playoffs, but it's just an interesting – so obviously the AFC, there's there's a lot of teams who can make it. You, you, you went through the before with the Titans, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Colts. The, the Colts are really the team that are going to be watching the screens for the other games. So the Colts need either the, the Titans, the Dolphins, the Ravens or the Browns to lose. One of those needs to lose at least, and they've got to win. The Titans, Browns, Ravens and Browns just need to win. So that they, they win and they're in, easy situation for them if they lose and obviously they're, they're going to be looking around to see what else happens the NFC similar Rams and, Brett and Bears just got to win Cardinals have just got to hope a few things go their way and obviously win their game as well so super interesting I don't remember a, not. a week 17 with so many playoff scenarios so many games meaning something um before. So it's going to be, normally you'd have one or two games, David, on, on a week 17 you'd be flicking to, but they're not the case this year. There's, there's six to seven to eight games that we're going to have to be across as we're
0: trying to work out who's going to play who uh, in the first week of the playoffs. So, Heroes, here's the afternoon set. And first of all, we'll go to the NFC and look at two games that are massive. Green Bay heads to Soldier Field to play Chicago. Not such a big game for Green Bay, although they want to... Um, shore up top spot in a week off. But Chicago, that's massive. Arizona head to Los Angeles to play the Rams. The way both sides are playing, you would think that Chicago's a very good chance, but I don't see Arizona going to LA except that Goff's not playing. So Zona may be given a guilt-edged opportunity here, particularly if the Packers win and these two games are being played at the same time. Yeah,
1: I think the I think the Cardinals are a great show here. I think they might they might get up. I think not having Goff, he just knows that offense. Not that he's a look, he's a good quarterback, a really good quarterback. I wouldn't say he's an elite quarterback. He's not a top tier quarterback, but he runs a really complex offense really well. Yeah. Uh, so not having him there will be a, a massive um, impact on that team and their ability to score. So they're going to have to rely on their defense, uh, Aaron Donald and like to to do the job for them. But yeah, I
0: give the Cardinals a good opportunity there for sure, to cause a a little bit of an upset. Yeah, and that Green Bay-Chicago game is also huge. Indianapolis host Jacksonville, they'll beat them, and and then they're faced at everybody else's hands. Um, Seattle uh, are at San Francisco. i be interested to see what Seattle do there. I think that they'll try and finish top seed, particularly waiting on other games. Of course, they don't get the opportunity to see if Green... because they're playing at the same time as Green Bay. New Orleans uh, also play at the same time, so Green Bay, Seattle, and New Orleans are all playing at eight twenty-five AM our time. New Orleans are at Carolina and should beat them. Tennessee is at Houston. Uh, Houston have been rubbish, and I saw a fascinating interview with JJ Watt during the week where he absolutely toweled up his whole organisation, saying he.
1: he went through him, David. He did
0: not. He did not miss. Didn't JJ miss. Watt. I, I watched that carefully, and it, I thought it had it reeked of authenticity. And the last game, well, what a last game this is. Dallas or New York will know what they... Dallas or New York will be sitting back in East Rutherford just watching this one. This game is five hours later, but Washington at Philly. Will Philly have a crack? Who will... How long will Alex Smith be kept out of the game? There are so many intangibles in this game, particularly with Haskins getting risoled by Riverboat Ron. What a game to finish the week, Sam Zickman. The NFC East teams are so competitive
1: that I can't imagine the Eagles won't come to play. I know that they'll obviously... but ultimately. They're going to be handing the division title to someone. They're either going to be giving it to Washington, who beats them, or they're going to be handing it to New York or Dallas, which won't go down well in Philly. But they're, just, they're so competitive. I think they'll come to play. If Alex Smith is a quarterback, Washington should win. Um, but if it's Heineke, then I, I just feel like the Eagles might be in the best position. Of all the games I look through, David, the one team that I think will, will rest everyone is the Steelers. They had the... Interesting COVID issues this year, and they really haven't had a bye week at all.
0: And um, that's they, come out today that Mason Rudolph will start at quarterback, Sammy. Yep. Yeah, so they're going to rest everyone, which means you know, they'll give the Browns
1: obviously a playoff spot, which is great for the Browns, off the back of really a game that they should have won last week as COVID hadn't you know riddled their wide receivers. So I don't mind that result. I mean, obviously the Browns still have to get the job done, and it's an NFL game and everyone's a professional, but I would expect... But the Steelers, well, yeah, rest everyone. Ben's obviously been confirmed as being out, and I think the the Browns will lock away a playoff spot, which is a great result for them and a great result for the city of Cleveland, which is obviously a a sporty heartland.
0: It is indeed. Just before we go, talk me through Milwaukee's performance in the NBA this morning, Sam. Did you see those? what they got up to? I know it's just off topic a bit, but I know you love your basketball. Talk everybody through what Milwaukee did this morning i tell you what, David, what they did is they just put on a three-point shooting clinic against Miami. They couldn't miss. 29, 29 three-point shots, ladies and gentlemen. I say that again, 29 in a massive win. That is unbelievable, Sam. It 57-point win, but 29 threes, you've got to be kidding me.
1: It was crazy. So Middleton, four for five. Brook Lopez, the big man, three for four. Drew Holiday hit six for ten, uh, and even Shenso, the, the, with another great name he hit five for six. And then the bench all chimed in as well. Every player on the bench, David, hit a three. Would you believe every single one of them? Um, the only player onto the he was the only player who didn't hit a three for the game. Uh, but he finished with uh, he finished with a, with a very minor game. He would have rested himself. I would have thought with a forty-seven point win, but that was a clinic put on by the Bucks today, Dave. We, we both
0: enjoy our NBA, and that was the clinic. And Miami were done early. Indeed. Now, just to let everybody know, what happens is there will be after this week is the wild card round. Okay. Now I've got the draw up in front of me, so there'll be three games on Saturday in America and three games on Sunday. At this stage, we know that the only team sitting out will be Kansas City. So Kansas City's got the week off, and they get to play in the divisional round, um, and those draws will come out. But the wild card round, so we get to see Saturday, Sunday football um, next weekend, which will be fascinating. Sam, just before we go, anything further you'd like to mention to it, to everybody? Yep. Yeah. The only one I'll mention, David, is an effort that happened in the very first game of the week, and that was the the six touchdowns uh, by Alvin Kamara Kamara. for New Orleans, and... I, I
1: play fantasy football, David. I'm not sure whether, whether you do. I play in a couple of social leagues with um, with some people I play footy with and, and other people. And and Alvin Kamara wreaked havoc in fantasy football this week. Uh, a good score in fantasy football will be potentially 20 points, and he wrapped it up 54 points. And everyone who had him uh, won their fantasy football leagues, which is a very interesting uh, result. Pretty much everyone knew that they were done by um, by Thursday uh, with that game or wherever that was played on the weekend. So I just thought that was an amazing effort of time. A, a league record, and you know, NFL dates back a long time. You know, ninety one years, I think it was uh, for six rushing touchdowns. I just thought that was a that was an effort we should have. We, we should mention on the
0: podcast. That'd be your beloved Pennant Hills Demons, would it? At, at um, the, the Penn and Hills boys, you've got in the fantasy league with, or is that down in Melbourne, my friend? Nah, absolutely. The, the Demons
1: uh, and a few others, a couple of other ones with, with some other social connections. But it's it's all for fun. Uh, but I tell you what, there was a little bit of banter. Flying around when Kamara got to his fourth touchdown, and and he wasn't done. What a wonderful effort by him! And I know they were feeding him at the goal line, but still, six touchdowns in one game is a a
0: massive effort. Just to finish off the draw this weekend, every game on Sunday: Miami at Buffalo, Baltimore at Cincinnati, Pittsburgh at Cleveland, Minnesota at Detroit, New York at New England, Dallas at New York. Keep an eye on that one. Atlanta at Tampa, Green Bay at Chicago in the cold weather at Soldier Field, Las Vegas at Denver at Mile High. Jacksonville, Indianapolis, LA Chargers at Kansas City, Arizona at Los Angeles Rams, Seattle at San Francisco. That game being played in Arizona because of the terrible COVID situation in California. So that game's at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, New Orleans at Carolina, Tennessee at Houston. And to finish off, if you don't mind, Washington football team at, at Philly at Lincoln Financial Field, that game at 20 past 12 on Uh, Monday afternoon. On behalf of Sam Zickman, this has been David Redden. Sam, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, David. Good on you. Take care, everybody. Speak to you soon.